0: I talk a lot on this program about how general performance matters more this time of year than the outcome. Not this time. Not this time. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. The same place you found this, Penguins 2, Avalanche 1 in overtime. A Chris Latang goal, a late rally that included a Brian Russ goal set up beautifully by Evgeny Malkin. Latang's goal was set up beautifully by Sidney Crosby. A lot of the familiar names, the names that you would expect to lift the team up. And at the same time, through about probably 48, Eight or 49 minutes of play in this one. No one, this side of Casey DeSmith was lifting anyone up on the home side. It was about as flat, uninspired, and honestly like deflating as any performance they've had of late. And that's saying something. And you want to give them the benefit of the doubt in that setting. You want to say, hey, you know, it's the defending Stanley Cup champs in. It's the first game after a long break. Didn't get the legs going. But you don't. Not after seeing so much of it for a couple months. And then there's a big PK Midway through the third, crowd starts getting into it a little bit more. You can see the legs start moving a little bit more. There's almost gasp contact with the opponent in attempts to win the puck. There's players pushing toward what Mike Sullivan calls the dirty areas. And there came offense. And there came emotion. Lots of emotion. Evgeny Malkin jumped and strode forward with such velocity and recklessness that he almost ran over the ref that was in the area. Jason Zucker jumped him from behind like a mugger, and everybody's just flipping out as they go. And this was this was a tying goal, and the crowd the. Burst from the crowd with that goal was one of the louder sounds in that building all winter long. And yet, none of that compared to what came in OT, because in OT, first, the Penguins had to kill off a four on three power play with the Avs just putting, you know, Nathan McKinnon and Cale McCarr and Miko Ranton. And it, all, it just it looked unfair. It looked unfair. And yet, Josh Archibald, Ryan Paling, the rest of those guys, Teddy Bluger, killed it off. They got the job done, and in the same motion, almost got the winning goal at the other end, and and Latang leaving his feet to celebrate. Uh, that's that's an outcome that matters. That's an outcome that this team needed most of this sort of thing tends to emanate from zucker you know on a normal night and he was a big part of this but you could tell when i asked him that he appreciated having it be a a more general feel a lot of emotion that's shown after the overtime goal and there was a lot in the third period what happened what changed uh you know we weren't really happy with the first couple periods but um you know we were just trying to stay with it and just uh Try to get to our game. You know, that was that was the biggest thing. Um, you know, bring that emotion, bring our game. We knew we'd have a chance to win if we did. And this was rust on all those emotions afterward. I think for us to come out of the break, knowing we had to be better to come out with this kind of win against a really good team, I think it's, um, it's definitely a, a really good stepping stone. I think we got to learn some good lessons uh, from this. But like I said, consistency is key right now. It's funny, I asked Letang, too about his reaction because it's it's not the norm. You know, you've seen him get super crazy excited after a goal, but it was the one in game six against San Jose, right? This just a regular season game. And yet it wasn't. If you step back from it, if you take the macro and you realize that had these guys finished out the last 10, 12 minutes, whatever it was, without getting this outcome, without showing this life, without getting this crowd behind them, the next thing they were going to do, my friends, was to get on a plane today for the West Coast, fly five hours out there and wonder what in hell is wrong with them. And I know that because I'm getting on a plane later today to fly to the same place for the same reason and not have been wondering the same thing or why they're still trying to keep things together i still wonder that a handful of minutes isn't going to change my mind about something like that but they from their perspective needed this they needed to be able to take this into anaheim la san jose and have themselves the kind of trip that, here's that word again, they need. Look at the standings. Look at their trajectory overall as a team since Christmas. They did pull this one out at the end. They did benefit immensely From DeSmith's goaltending, especially in the first two periods when they were giving up all kinds of odd man breaks and when Nathan McKinnon looked like he was going to beat the Penguins all by himself. Which, by the way, he's pretty good and he's capable of doing that to anyone. They also had a few posts hit behind them. Most of those off McKinnon's blade. One of those in overtime during that Colorado power play. So there's luck involved as well. But they got that outcome, and now they get to go out to California with a much different mindset, probably a much different sense of confidence than what they would have carried out there otherwise. And yeah, they're still dragging some of the same problems along, and maybe this pushes those problems back in terms of having to deal with them or their sense of having to deal with them but when you look at the standings and you look at the games on the calendar you're not really in a position to be presuming anything regarding the playoffs you got to start piling up some points when we come back j1 cube comes from alan who attended the game apparently had somebody sitting nearby heckling ryan paling throughout and alan says that's funny but the moron behind us at the game said paling sucked he was very loud So he must have been right, right? I mean, sure, he was wrong about everything else all night. But I love hearing from people who are at the games, especially when it's a night like this where the crowd is involved to the extent that they were down the stretch. Look, uh, they were dead as a doornail for two periods, and I don't blame them. I can't believe they even hung around after seeing Uh, All of that sluggishness and just kind of hanging on. And it's like, it's, it's not like the Penguins were, you know, there's a fine line in hockey between what constitutes effort and investment versus just not being able to get there collectively. And I had the sense that it was very much the second thing. Until something, like I said, the, the big PK, of which Paling was a part, not the one in the in OT, the one in the third period that got the crowd back into it, got everybody's legs moving. That's that's cool. But I'm not gonna lie, one of the things that I liked best, and heaven knows I harp enough on the third and fourth lines, was that the fourth line, you know, in part the same guys who do the penalty killing had a big role in this. PK was huge. And to get specific regarding Paling, it was Paling who rushed up ice as the penalty expired, and the Penguins were able to get a couple of their people on the rink, not everybody, and Paling needed to get off. But in the moment, and fully aware that it was still a four-on-four now situation, because remember the Avs had four, Penguins get one out of the box, and they're at four, holding to the puck was paramount just like it is in any phase of overtime. So Paling did. He swung behind the Colorado net, came around the other side, basically ragging a little bit, and he threw a pass across toward Gino. Gino gets it in front of Sid. Sid tries like crazy to score. It doesn't work for him. Sid keeps battling right there in the crease. Gets pulled down. I don't know how many of you realize this, but there was a delayed penalty coming. On Colorado at the moment. So the Penguins could have taken that same possession and given it up and tried to get as much time as possible. But they've got possession and they're right around the Colorado net. They keep fighting for it. Sid gets it behind the net dishes to Latang. game over. That starts with Paling. All of that. All of that. That's to his credit. He kills the penalty. He rushes the puck, but he also holds on to the puck. And I didn't even mention after he dishes, he goes straight to the bench. Brian Dumoulin comes on for a line change. I don't know what they were doing with that, but he completed the change. Paling did. So all of that happened. Paling doesn't even get to be on the ice when they score the winner, you know? Uh, It's good stuff. There was a lot of good stuff in this game. And I dare say that on this occasion, it was good stuff that greatly overshadowed the overall performance i appreciate you sending that this way alan i appreciate everyone who listens to daily shot of penguins i am going to be with the team on the entire california trip so all of these shows will be coming your way right from the scene thanks so much for listening to daily shot of penguins